Welcome to God Pods, Faith Conversations from Boston College's Church in the 21st Century Center. Hello, this is Karen Kiefer, Director of the Church in the 21st Century Center. And again, welcome to God Pods. I'm so excited because we are launching a new God Pod series that focuses on living our vocations. I'm going to be interviewing a series of everyday Catholics and how they choose intentionally to use their gifts to revitalize their own faith and to revitalize other people's faith and also to revitalize the church. So today, our first guest is Carrie Campbell. Now, you might be thinking, who's Carrie Campbell? Well, she's an everyday Catholic who is living her beautiful faith. Um, She's a a music minister. Um, She's a music teacher for little ones. Uh, She's, uh, wears the beautiful title of mother of two. Um, She started this blog called My Little Epiphanies. Um, And she's also started her own podcast called Raised Catholic. I met Carrie through social media and kind of out in the world. Um, I don't believe um, that that I wasn't supposed to be Carrie. Um, this was a God wink. And so I thought I'd dig a little deeper and find out a little bit more about Carrie and then have a conversation with her. And we in fact did. And now I want to share um, some of Carrie's gifts and her wisdoms with you through this, again, first episode of sharing um, and living our vocations here on the God Pod podcast. Um, Carrie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be with you. Well, we're just thrilled that you're here. And um, so let's begin. Like, let's just take a walk back. What, tell us, share a little bit of your spiritual journey with us, and then we can talk a little bit about your projects. Sounds good. So um, I was born and raised Catholic in the early 70s in the Boston area. So like many of us, <laughs> um, a cradle Catholic. My parents were really active in the church. Um, my mother had started um, a food pantry and giving tree program. So they walked the walk as well as talking the talk. Um, you know, weekly churchgoers. Um, and then, you know, like many young adults, I... I probably was away from the church for a little while, came back and raised my kids in the church. I'm a music minister, um, really active in our local Curcio program um, at the Holy Cross Retreat House. And, um, you know, I've just tried to serve this church I love um, in this time that feels kind of troubling and broken for so many Catholics. Mm. Well, um, it seems to, because you are living your faith, um, not only in your own life, but also in the life of your family. And then also that you're, you know, committed to your parish, that you have an opportunity, um, to be able to see things that maybe others can't see. And at the same time, um, a a beautiful commitment and devotion to the church where you're not going to walk away. You're going to try to figure out how we make things better. You know, um, I'm, I'm reading Pope Francis's book, Let Us Dream. Mm. And I, I love that he talks about how, um, 
our lives are filled with COVID challenges, you know, and uh, a wonderful Jesuit here at Boston College, Father William Neenan, used to say that um, everyone has their Good Fridays um, and it allows us the opportunity to struggle and um, but also to realize the wonder of Easter. And I feel like we all see Easter in our relationships and in our families and in our gifts from God. And so I know that you're so attentive to those gifts and trying to figure out a way to give them away to mm -hmm. others and to bring others back to their faith, which is such, is, is so needed and, and it's such a beautiful thing. And so I want to start with your blogging and your writing, kind of using your writing, right, to get to get the word out and um, starting to blog on my little epiphanies. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about how that all started and why you chose to do it. Sure. Um, well, <clears throat> I think I've always written just to process my life. Like I kind of know what I believe after I've written it. <laughs> um, and when my kids were small, I was understanding, actually going through kind of a faith process myself of renewing my own faith, um, really trying to discern whether what I had been taught was something I wanted to pass on to my kids. So um, a real time of renewal for me when my kids were small. Um, my mother had written me a letter. She thought I was putting a lot of, of pressure on myself <laughs> to say, in understanding God, the best way to do it is by understanding yourself as a parent because God is the perfect parent. So anything that you would see in your children um, and um, worry over or praise or anything like that, you could also extrapolate that to a larger God who loves you and like just wants to be with you in every moment. So, you know, a lot of the little things I found my kids doing, you know, even picking up a stick and running with it or, um, you know, making a mess out of something that I had made. Um, you know, I was thinking of it in terms of a metaphor of how God sees me in my own messes or in my own walk. So I was writing a lot in that time of just ways that I saw God and the actions and um, reactions of my children. Um, and so it, that turned into lots of finding metaphors in everyday life, finding mm -hmm. God in grocery store situations and um, at the beach and in sand pails and lots of things in nature. So um, my little epiphanies is a place to put all of those kind of reflections and musings together, finding, fi kind of finding God in just everyday life and in symbols and metaphor, I would say. So would your advice to someone who's listening mm -hmm. um, be, look, be attentive, look around, acknowledge what's there, what's not, not, not only around you, but what's inside you? Yeah, absolutely. And to let that still small voice speak within you because the Holy Spirit is alive and, and working in you, directing your gaze, directing your ears. And so, yeah, use your senses, look up, look around, listen. Yeah, for sure. Now, what about what about the podcast? Like, how did that even start? Was that through a series of fallen away Catholics that inspired you to hold on to them and, and try to bring them back? Well, I would say my experience in Curcio, which is um, it's a retreat program, but it's also a it's um, it's a an encounter with Christ. How do you how do you spell that? Curcio, C U R S I L L O. Okay. And it's a worldwide program. It's a four day retreat, but it then it's um, 
it's a they say it's a three-day retreat and then your fourth day is how you live it um, for the rest Love of it. the time so mm-hmm. i lived crucio at the holy cross retreat house at stonehill college um but those programs exist everywhere and that's they very, can just look look that up Google very it. much so yeah. yeah okay yeah it's all over the country all over the world um but that gave me a lens of kind of living my life through encounter um, with God. So interesting. Uh, so about the podcast. So I had been thinking in terms of a lot of the Catholics that I know who were struggling, Catholics in the church, Catholics on the margins, Catholics who went to mass a couple times a year. But a lot of them, even just in the pews, wondering, is there more than what I'm hearing from some of the national discourse of um, Catholic leadership? Um, why is this God that I'm hearing from my pastor doesn't sound like the Jesus that I, that I know that personally. That you encounter. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people coming to me, I guess, as, I guess as a, you know, a leader in some ways and just in my parish, but, um, also within my Curcio community, um, with their struggles. And, you know, I've been writing for that audience for a time. And then I really felt a pull from the Holy Spirit toward podcasting. I've never done a podcast, <laughs> never something I intended to do. But as you mentioned, COVID does open these doors of opportunity. And during COVID, I was teaching far less. Um, and I just really felt the pull of the Holy Spirit just to try, mm-hmm. to start small um, and do what I could to make a space for those wandering or struggling Catholics. And mm-hmm. I count myself among them. So we're all in it together. Right. So I see when, when we talked, when we met earlier, like, I love that spirit. Like Mm. I I said to you, like jump and find your wings. Right. Mm. And I think we as human beings, like it's scary when you don't know what's next, you know, but it's all, there's also such a beautiful comfort that we find in living our faith. And like, I love the fact that you were just like a podcast, like, I don't even know how to do this. I don't know what I would say. Um, and then you just started and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you said you just kind of Googled how to do it. And then you, you know, the first couple episodes you were doing on your phone and now mm-hmm. I know you're re-recording them just, yeah. you know, because now you've become more attentive to, you know, how things sound on the podcast and all that. But then you just started it. Were you scared? And then also when you released the first episode, were you thinking, who is even listening besides my husband and maybe my kids and maybe not your kids? Yeah. And probably not my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know what? I I think when my kids were small, we had some school budget issues in town and I became kind of a voice in that um, fight never having thought I'd ever stand up at a town meeting or anything like that. So this felt like that, like I was meeting the moment that was called for. So no, I was not afraid, but I also had no expectations of what it might be, what it could turn into. And I still don't. Um, uh, yeah, those first episodes on the phone, speaking way too slowly. <laughs> I didn't um, think so, because I listened to those. I oh, thought, yeah. Well, no. you might have heard the re-recorded ones. Oh, before. okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, just doing the best I could to make a space. And I knew immediately kind of the format that what I wanted to do was just offer a small reflection, uh-huh. a little bit of some suggestions of how people could engage with their own relationship with God in and outside of church walls. And then to encourage people that they can own their own faith lives. It does not have to be directed by someone else, that it is their 
responsibility and their right to to cultivate this relationship on their own mm, and to find their voice right mm-hmm. and then over the years what i've found talking to people is that people do want to find their voice they do want to uh, to pray more they do want community they do want hospitality they do want to grow they're just trying to figure out where and how and and hopefully that that can be in the Catholic Church, you know that that they, they will find that comfort in in the pew, you know. But um, we're we're in a moment, we're in a moment right now, and um, it's trying to figure out how do we each become catalysts for reform and change and um, help each other grow our faith, you know. Um, where do you get your ideas? <laughs> Well, the very the cornerstone idea of the whole podcast came from the fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral. Okay. Um, the day that that happened, I, I think I even wrote a poem, which I rarely do, but it just seemed to me a perfect picture of what the church is undergoing these days, mm-hmm. that the church is beautiful, the church is broken, damaged, and what do we do in response to the fire that we're experiencing in the church? Um, so we're digging in ashes. We're finding what's valuable, and we're looking up for light to find how to rebuild the church mm-hmm. in a way that is safe and helpful for people, um, a welcoming place for um, people who are outside of the church to come in. Um, so that whole process, this long, difficult process of restoring Notre Dame is kind of how I see um, lay Catholics in this time of how we can address this fire that's in the church and how we can make it into something better. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you run, mm-hmm. um, and you had mentioned to me that sometimes on a long run, you'll get an idea, yeah. and then that will spark several days of writing, uh, or just getting your thoughts down, and then um, the next episode of Raise Catholic. Yes. <laughs> um, is that is that how it goes? Yeah. So, I'm um, very much week to week. Um, mm-hmm. It's a weekly podcast that comes out every Tuesday morning. And where can people find it? Oh, sure. Well, you can find Raise Catholic anywhere you listen to podcasts Apple, Spotify, any of those places, mm-hmm. um, wherever you like to listen. It's an anchor podcast. So, if some people are familiar with anchor, you can go straight there. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a weekly process. I don't know what the topic will be as the week begins, um, usually by Wednesday or Thursday. I'll try to go out on a run and get some inspiration or, and then start writing. I, you know, have my hands in it a little bit every day, some writing, some editing, and then recording. So, um, yeah, very imperfect and kind of, you know, going with it as we, as we go and trying very much to be spirit led as in my topics and in what I'm saying. What about the, um, people that are listening, you know, Mm -hmm. to your podcast? Do you ever hear from them? Or uh, I know you've just done a, a podcast on water. Yes. So I got some great feedback from a friend. So right now my podcast is very small. Um, Meaning your community. My community, Mm -hmm. yep. Which is why we invite you to be part of that community. Oh, I would love to hear from you. So please do, if you stop by the podcast or the the blog, just make sure you let me know who you are. But yes, I did a podcast on water. And at the end, I kind of invited um, listeners to think about how we interact with water and as a way to further our spiritual lives. And I did hear from a friend who said he was listening while walking a dog. And during that part of the podcast, came up upon like Plymouth Harbor and, and engaged with water himself and, and talked to God in that moment. So 
that's the stuff I love. I love how God is so in our details and would maneuver his walk to get to the point and my podcast to interact at that time to allow him to have this moment with him. So, um, yeah, grace. That's the stuff I love. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. You know, as mothers, um, you're the mother of two, Mm -hmm. I'm the mother of four and we think about our, our kids and handing on the faith and, and, um, sometimes I, I think, am I, did I, did I not do enough? You know, but I also know that God is so deeply tattooed on them and in them. But the way that some of them choose to practice their faith, their Catholic faith, is very different from the way we were raised. Raised Catholic. Yeah, right? for sure. What, you know, what are your thoughts on that and, and your maybe reflections on in an episode? Yeah. So... Um, My kids are 23 and 21. They were raised in the front pew of our church because we were music ministers, so that's where they sat um, from the time they could sit till the time they went to college. I would say that I I totally agree. This generation is engaging with faith in different ways than how we were raised, but I do see that they are are wildly um, generous. They are justice-minded. They're, they have strong moral centers, and they will reflect a relationship with God in a way that we might not expect, but which will serve the world and serve them. I think it's to us as a church to find a way to help them to hear the gospel in a new way mm-hmm. um, that's maybe apart from what they might hear from a, from a pastor or from um, a national, like, Catholic church leader, church media. Um, I think some of that has been really destructive. But for them, I, I don't worry about this generation. Mm-hmm. I, I just think they are, um, what is the line from Catherine of Siena? Like, if mm-hmm. be who you're meant to be and you will set the world on fire, I see this generation doing that. Yeah. Just in ways that were different from our generation. That's maybe. right. That's right. And the importance of making their mark and making a difference. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, they certainly know technology. So for them to do a podcast, oh, that would be you know, easy. Just, just easy, exactly. Much more challenging, mm-hmm. um, I, I would say, for myself. Um, but that said, what's ahead for Raised Catholic in the podcast? What are you thinking? It's a great question. And I have kind of, um, I've come at Raised Catholic very much uh, trying to be obedient to a call from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'm very open to any door that God would have for me to walk through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, I'm trying to make quality content for people and be um, a curator of a community for the, I, for a group of Catholics that I just know need a place to be. Mm-hmm. So You know, I'm thinking what you just said, and, and our listeners are, pro- are probably curious, like, so what did that call sound like? Or what did that call look like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because people are probably thinking, why am I not called? Or am I being called and I'm not listening? Mm-hmm. You know, so would you, I know that that's intimate, but would yeah. you mind sharing that? No, and in fact, one of the podcasts I listen to, they frequently ask the question, like, what does it sound like when God speaks to you? And yeah. I think, you know, that could be a whole book. I just think that topic is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. For me, it feels like, um, uh, you know, it's not an audible voice. <laughs> But it does feel like something in me that I can recognize in my heart center that I, I know that it is 
it is the voice of God that's not me. And so, especially this, because I would never have chosen <laughs> to do this, <laughs> to do it, to be Isn't honest. it funny when we look at our lives and, and we look back and we're like, if someone said, oh, you're going to be this or, or you're going to be doing that, you'd be like, you've got the wrong Carrie. Yes. You've got the wrong Karen, you know, but God is the God of surprises yes. and, and has a beautiful sense of humor too, which mm-hmm. I think God wants us to share, yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, it's just, um, yeah. And, and who knows what's next, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're doing this every week. Are there weeks where you're just like so frustrated? You're like, I don't have, I don't know what I want to say. I'm, <laughs> I'm like tired. I need a vacation. Right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say, I would say as I'm teaching more, I have less time for the podcast. You're, are you back in the classroom teaching music to little ones now? Yeah, yeah. so I'm getting more and more in-person teaching. So yeah. um, finding time is a challenge, but I feel strongly about this project and until I don't then I'll do it so um it still feels like something God has for me to do so that's wonderful mm-hmm. well I want people to find you mm-hmm. I want people to read read your blog I want people to listen to your podcast and um to be able to reach out to you so um you're also on Instagram which mm-hmm. I love and I I think you're like a foodie Oh, yes. <laughs> I love, yes, love cooking. Love you eating. need to follow her Instagram. So, <laughs> Carrie, what's Instagram? So, you can follow me on Instagram at Carrie Campbell Writes. Um, so, Carrie, K E R R Y, Campbell, like the soup, and writes with an S. Um, so, find me there. My blog is mylittleepiphanies.com. And, Raised Catholic, you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. Well, I know that I started the podcast by saying, you know, we're going to meet everyday Catholics that um, are using their gifts to serve the church. And as Pope Francis would say, let us dream, right? How we can dream about how we can do that. But you're, I don't know, maybe I need to change the everyday Catholics because you're certainly not ordinary mm-hmm. and, and you're extraordinary in the gifts that, that you're giving everyone. So we just appreciate it. And I feel humbled and honored to be able to shine just a little light on what you're doing and appreciate you so much Carrie and uh, look forward to being able to share um, the church in the 21st century centers god pods uh, you know with other people so that they can be inspired and I hope for those of you that are listening um, think about like what gifts can you share we have uh, just this extraordinary theologian here at Boston College Father Michael Himes who says you really Never own anything until you give it away. I think Jesus said that too. <laughs> but um, so we hope that that Carrie inspires you to think about what you can give away to help um, not only share and grow your faith, but to to help our church in this moment um, as we begin to uh, rebuild and, and and embrace revitalization. So thanks again, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. For more Catholic faith resources, follow us at bc.edu backslash c21 or via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs>